Welcome to Genius Leadership Overcoming Everything podcast. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighter mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their rollercoaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. If you find the show valuable, could you do me a favor? Rate and review the podcast. Share it with your network so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. And for now, let's take the ride together. Hi, Lise. Morning. Welcome, everyone. Join and we're going to save for, I hope I'll manage to save the, the lives that you can look at it if you haven't managed to join us. I'm here with Lise Helslut, my dear friend. We met over two years ago in an online incubator uh, for online business owners and uh, followed each other there for a year, uh, got quite close. And then when we were done with the program, the two of us and uh, one more entrepreneur, Kamal, uh, from the UK, we decided to continue masterminding with each other. And that's been going on on a weekly basis for over a year now. And in June, I asked Liz to help me with some of my life habits, particularly the food habits, because Liz is a take-your-time expert. She's been on my podcast talking about uh, her methodology. So tune in for that if you haven't listened to our conversation there. And uh, Liz is working holistically with uh, health mindset. And I really like her approach. And I've been following her very closely for over two years. And I know that she walks her talk. And that's a very important part for me when I hire someone. So we worked for a month, uh, June, July, with my health and mindset. And I think it was a very different twist to me. I'd, you probably expected that, least. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. But for me, it was an interesting turn towards the end uh, where we started with what kind of request I uh, came in uh, into our relationship with and what I got out of there. And I want to talk about this transition or the, this month work, what you have experienced, how I have experienced that, because I, I do think a lot of high performance can relate to the journey that we, you've guided me on. Yes, indeed. And I have to say, first of all, Anna, you were not at all my typical clients. You are already so accomplished in, in, all, in, in all that concerns health and, and fitness. Um, and you are also an expert in the field of mental, um, the mental stuff, mindfulness, and, and how um, uh, being mentally fit is also important in, in business. So you were kind of a challenge to me. And uh, <laughs> I think the most important thing where we worked on is you just said, like, I walk the talk, you walk the talk. But I think the most important thing in your story was in that short amount of time we worked together, that I had to teach you to sometimes not walk the talk. I think that was like maybe the most important thing we did together uh, because you are you were already so doing taking all the boxes in my method i have a seven pillar method called take you time and those seven those seven pillars like most of the stuff you already did like you excelled in all of them you moved you you did uh, muscle exercise you already ate so well uh, that i was like what the hell am i going to to teach anna but i was like yeah let's take on the challenge and i i, I think i wasn't the easiest coach for you and we got into some pretty difficult moments where I think we even were not on good terms for in, in a way because I kind of triggered some stuff uh, inside of you, uh, which was like 
yeah, a very sour lemon to go through at the time, but we got through it together. And that's what made it so fun and so different to work with you. I want to emphasize that I'm not never looking for like an easy coach to work with. Because in those moments when someone is triggering you, that shows you where you need to work on most, right? And you have so brilliantly showed me my blind spots and the things that where I have gone to an extreme, unhealthy extreme for myself, right? The one that was harming me. So I'm very grateful for that. And of course, in the moments, it's tough. And for that, you need to have a professional coach, uh, who have done this, who have worked on their own shit that they don't take it personally and you can, they can actually hold that space for you to go through this tough moment of realizations, of rewiring your brain and so on. And I know it can be tough for myself because I work with people on their transformations, but I've learned to enjoy it. When we get to those tough moments, when they start kind of <laughs> at me <laughs> in the sessions, I know I'm like, hmm, we're onto something here. <laughs> and I got to enjoy it because I know that I can hold that space and I get to like to see them on the other side. And it's such a pleasure. I, I teared up now when I was catching up with some of my past clients after I returned back to Iceland. Because I see the results of what we've been doing with them now after several months of not, not, us not working together. And it's a totally different person with a totally different life. And that is absolutely worth those uncomfortable moments and potentially some kind of tense, tense conversations. Yeah, tension yeah. in yeah. the coach and client relationship. So thank you for holding the space for me because I really needed it at that moment. I'm happy that, that I was able to do that. And I already knew you from a business perspective. Uh, so for me, I knew that you are not afraid to go out of your comfort zone. We have been through major changes in both our businesses and also our, our friend Komal during our mastermind and during the coaching program, that's very intense coaching program we took uh, at Kelly Roach uh, back then. So I knew you were not the, the kind of lady who backs away from, from everything that went deeper. And it's also something I hear you talk about results with clients. And I think the most rewarding thing is that people tell you I'm a completely different person than I was before. And that doesn't mean they are a different person, but they became, they, they became more of who they really are. And uh, I had a, a consult uh, yesterday with a client that has been working with me for like 12 months. She's uh, almost, she's, I think, uh, 56. And she made such a big transition that even her friends and her family are like, you totally changed. And that's like the best reward. She didn't go to her super natural weight or the perfect weight, but she's healthy. And most of all, she's happy. And she mm -hmm. learned to take more time for herself. And that's where she transitioned. And that's where, where I'm like, yes. That's what makes me happy when I coach people. That's the most important thing that they are like, thank you. You changed something in me. And even if they say like, I didn't lose all the weight I was going to lose within the three months or six months I work with you, but now I know how to do it. And now I know where my thing is. And that's mm -hmm. what you made me see and where I didn't succeed with other coaches who didn't go deep enough. And I'm not afraid to dive deep and to, to like put my finger where it hurts. And that's what creates friction, which was a bit difficult for you and me because we were also friends, first business partners and then friends. And then I was coaching, which is normally something I don't do. I don't coach friends or I don't make friends with, with people I coach. 
to keep that uh, because it's a thin line where you as a coach you go beyond what your your task is so it was challenging but in your case it was very rewarding and we're still friends we're still here so <laughs> that's a good thing <laughs> our friendship survived yeah yes. so <laughs> just to explain a bit to people what, what kind of transformation we've gone through because i really want to touch on that I came to you because I realized that I'm in Portugal uh, for four months and I, for by then one, just a bit over one month, I've been eating like I'm on vacation. So I'm just allowing myself to not follow any routine, any schedule. Uh, I choose whatever my my eye falls onto. And uh, I just realized that I, that's not how I want to treat my body because I know that that gives me the wrong kind of energy, the wrong kind of nutrition. And I wanted to shift those things. So that's what I came to you with. And, and you were hesitant to take me on as, as a client. <laughs> or am I, am I misunderstanding that? <laughs> no, I, I think it took me almost two or three weeks to, to finally say yes to taking you on as a client. And I was, I was like, I knew that I was going to make money. So that's always a good thing in business. But I'm like, I don't know. And, and you, you, were, you, you, you sent in all the questionnaires and I knew everything about you and your fitness level and your food patterns. And actually I was like, what am I go- where am I, go- I going to help her with nutrition? And that's actually where I saw like um, you were, uh, I, I don't know if you remember, but I finally accepted um, to take, up, take you on. But one of the first things we, we worked on and one of the first things I noticed in you that you are such a high achiever that everything, and you are also more tech, you have more technical minds. Maybe it's the wrong word, but technical, more analytical minds, yeah. analytical mind than I have. I'm, I'm, I'm a different kind of person than you are, but I saw that everything in your life is numbers and analytics. And you were over analyzing everything you were doing in health, which in a way is a good thing for some people. For example, I, I wear a step counter. Over the weekend, I don't, I don't always wear it, but a lot of my clients start with an average of 2,000 active steps a day because they have uh, a desk job, they work from home or in, in corporates, uh, and they don't get ample activity throughout the day. So then in that case, I like analytics and I like numbers. I hate mathematics, but then I love the numbers. But in your case, I was like, oh my God, reading your 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 questionnaire, it was so exhausting. And the questions you asked me, is this good? And is this good? I was like, please, Anna, relax. You are like my best client ever. Seeing what you are were doing in the beginning of your trajectory mm. with me was already something I would be like, yeah, high five to most of my clients. Mm. But everything was about the numbers and the analytics. And I wanted to get you out of that space of overanalyzing yourself and of overstressing yourself. And it was exactly what you needed, I think. Yeah, you said it before you committed to work with me uh, that, uh, Anna, you will need to, like, what I see we would need to work on not counting steps. And I remember that I was like, okay. And everything inside me was like cringing. I was like, what do you mean not counting steps? I was freaking out, but I was like, okay, if that's part of the process, let's go for it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, and I think it's important to emphasize that because I, I do think a lot of people are like me. I'm teaching that all the time myself in my content with my clients that, you know, like I shouldn't compare myself to, to the 
someone like my whole life to someone's highlights on Instagram or things like that. But that's how our, our that brain works. And that's what I now realize was happening to me. I have people, I only follow very few people. It's around 30 accounts or so on Instagram. And uh, those are, I, I'm there, I'm following some quite high hygiene. I want my feed to inspire me, to motivate me, to make me leave Instagram if I go there uh, with more positive vibes and higher energy than I, when I came on there. And I realized that I'm comparing myself like on my body and my fitness um, and my habits with the eating and so on to the fitness coaches for whom it's whole damn job of theirs <laughs> to keep their body nice and fit. And I have other things to do in my life as well. I have a business to run, clients to serve. I have a toddler. I have a husband whom I need to love and so on and pour into a relationship. So I just realized that I am doing that unfair comparison to myself. And that was thanks to you. And you're pushing me to stop counting, stop analyzing and, and those kind of things that I realized like, yeah, I'm actually all right in the space I am. And it doesn't mean that I'm just relaxing, sitting on the sofa day in and day out nowadays. It's more about letting myself enjoy the process more. Yeah. And I think that's where I want to get with how the focus from food transitioned over a month to where we ended so much focus on the mindset uh, with our work. And I don't know whether you have seen it coming <laughs> from the very beginning. You probably did because that's the core of your method with the seven pillars, right? The you part. But walk me through as a coach, what, what this month has been for you? How did you try to help me and how did we get to that mindset part? Well, um, the most important thing I saw in you that I needed you to get out of uh, that zone of comparing yourself with others, mm -hmm. overachieving, because my method is about take you time about self-care. And of course, self-care and well-being is about getting movement and working your muscles. I'm just like you. I run two companies, so I'm not a typical fitness guru who runs around in, in sports clothes like a sports bunny all, all day long. So that's not my thing. And that's exactly why I know how to coach people like you, because you have a desk job. I have a desk job. I have the same excuses. I have the same lifestyle and I have the same needs as you are, uh, you have. So I want to get you out of comparing and pushing yourself like so many other CEOs and C-level um, executives, um, people uh, who are overstressing themselves. And then they think that self-care and health is all about, I need to take part in a challenge and I have to have this, this amount of muscles and I want to do the marathon of New York because then I can say to all the other C-level people or CEOs, hey, I did the New York marathon and I climbed Mount Everest. But that's not about self-care. That's, again, in your free time, pushing yourself to another goal. And that's not what I teach. I want you to move. You need to move. You have to work your muscles. You have to eat well. But I think the most important thing you, you saw there is that you are already doing fine. You needed some tweaks. I helped you with that. We did some special exercises for some parts of your body where, let's be honest, every woman has a part where you're like, ah, I would rather have it this way or that way. You cannot entirely change your body, but you can make some, some small changes. So you, you, I teach you my micro exercise movements where you focus on making your body stronger, but also leaner. But I also told you, I don't have a magic wand and I'm not a plastic surgeon. I'm not going to cut off, for example, on the sides of, of your legs. You are a woman and you look like a woman and everything looks perfect, but you saw yourself as a different person. 
And in one of the sessions, I said, I want you to show up in bikini. And I also showed up in bikini. And I showed you my body. And everybody's like, yeah, but your body is perfect. I feel good in my body, but I also have uncertainties. Sometimes my daughter has to tell me, mom, you have body issues. Because I'm also sometimes over-focused on other people. And that's why I also don't follow people anymore on Instagram. Because they look so perfect that I feel horrible about myself. And that's not the, that's not the message I want to bring. I don't want you to look like me. I don't want to look like you or someone else. Everybody has to look like the best version of themselves mm. and not somebody else. And during that session in our bikini, we I don't know if we taped it. <laughs> no, we did not. No, that was one of the not sessions that part. we didn't not tape. That part. <laughs> yeah, not that part. But I was very open and I showed you that my, my ass, if you would see it in full daylight, my ass, my legs are have never been super smooth. And I've been a sports person and a ballet dancer all of my life. But it also is not like you see in magazines. And mm-hmm. I think there you, you, I kind of got to your core and I touched a very sensitive point there mm-hmm. because you are, you put so much, so much pressure on yourself to be the perfect version of yourself. And you are already perfectly fine, even if you didn't do my method. Same with your food. You sent me in all your uh, f- uh, photographs. That's the way I work with private clients. You sent me pictures of what you eat and we analyze it. And I was like, this is already so good. And you felt horrible because you, you had like cookies or pastries. And I'm like, Anna, it's the first month that you are in Portugal for your four month work abroad uh, project, which is something I applaud. More people should do that. And I envy you for taking those real steps for it. But that's where I was like, I would, in, in me, myself, I would also have those pastries. And there's nothing wrong with having and savoring a good pastry. I love pastries. I don't eat them three times a day. Just well, like and to, be, to be fair, that, that was the point that changed with the reports. I, because I have all the knowledge. I have been oh. taking care of my body for so long. Uh, that I, I know how, how to compose a good meal. I know how to adjust things in the restaurant to make it good and healthy and so on. So I have this knowledge. Um, so it was really about like, you just set me the, the goal of, of, okay, now we're focusing on that. <laughs> and it was like easy for me to go back to that. But what I was sending you as reports was not the same food regime that I followed when I hired you. So that was already the switch. Just to have this accountability was enough for me to switch to, well, okay, I know all the stuff. Of course, you helped me with the tweaks, right? With some of the uh, food uh, approaches that you um, you have in your method. And that was an easy switch, but it still had to happen that I need to pay someone. I need someone to be like, Anna, where is your food <laughs> picture and so on. So that that is something that sometimes is needed to get back to routine or to get to the next level of of our development, I feel. Hey Genius Leader, I'm chiming in here quickly to ask you to do one thing for me. If you're enjoying this episode, share it with one person who you think would find it valuable as well. Let's spread the goodness together so that more people can play within their zone of genius. Yeah, and I think also um, I made you realize that it was time to take self-care in another department as well because you started taking action and you reached, I, we talked about it and you reached out to other people, other coaches, which are beyond my field of expertise. And that's something I also help people with because I work on my seven pillar 360 degree approach. 
people, I, I, I ask the right questions to make you see that you also need help in certain other departments where I cannot help you into a deep level. But you made some choices there where you are like, we're like, I need some help there and there. And that's where, where you started working with other people as well. And that's a good thing. I don't want to be the coach for everything. And it's a good thing that people are like, yeah, that's something I need. I'm going to do that for myself. And that's, I think, the, the biggest breakthrough in you that is that you let go of all the stress and the pressure that you uh, started working on the tips you got from me. You started using herbal teas and herbs. Um, you started using other products for your body because that was also something. I said, like, you can take care of yourself as, as a mom. And I think you struggled a little bit there because you are, you have, you had a very tough year with the war in, in, um, in Ukraine. And you, I think you felt also a little bit guilty of taking care of yourself and your outside shell. And that's something you also started working on, like mm -hmm. taking skincare and body care and, and everything that surrounds that also as seriously as, as, a as having that healthy meal. Yeah. And skincare has been on my map for a while, but I was always overwhelmed by the amount of different products, uh, both brand-wise and also the ingredients, how different they can be. And also there are so many things that you can put on your skin. What do you do? Like, what is the minimum? What is the good amount of those? And what is the, the right order of putting them and those kind of things? And I was like, Meh. <laughs> and I just did like this, like this monkey <laughs> when it came to skincare, because I'm not, curious enough i'm not patient enough to sit and read all those things about which ingredients mean, mean what and and what is for real and you have done your homework on that and that's why i trusted you with the choice of the uh, skincare routine for me and it does work and, and it's good so that is something where it's again it's super worth hiring a person who is an expert uh if you don't feel like you you have the uh, the nerves uh, the curiosity Uh, the time to sit and, and nerd into something, hire a nerd in that area who will help you with the, with this part. Uh, make it easy. Yeah, for I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah, but in a good way. That's what I mean. Like you, you know that, and and you like if you don't know, you don't pretend. You say like, let me check on this, and you go to your literature and you read through, right? And then you come back and 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 report on that, so to say. And that is something I respect a lot because this is. What we all need to realize is that we don't need to be good at everything, but it doesn't mean that we need to skip those areas uh, or mm -hmm. those habits in our life. It's small tweaks of working with someone for a couple of weeks. And for some areas, it may be just one consultation where you just uh, dig, dive, uh, like, uh, dive deeper and, and establish or get the answers, and then you can get going yourself. So it really depends. And I think it's very important for us to understand, especially as high-performing women, that we don't need to do it all by ourselves. It's just mind-blowing for me how much I have been following into that, even though that's something I'm teaching my clients. <laughs> we, we all need some kind of coaching or accountability. Not maybe also, again, some, some pressure, but I think most of all, in all areas of our life, we, we need to be open to the fact that we can grow if we work with someone. And I, I've, I've done automatic programs, but they don't really work for some things. They are okay. If you need to make small um, changes to your lifestyle, for example, that might be enough just to get you get in your 15,000 steps. I know people who, who read my book, walk yourself slim and happy. And they were like, that was the only thing I needed. And I can work with only your book. But for me, I always see like, if I read a book from, from a coach and then I go into a personal coaching program, the personal coaching 
or a very intense group coaching is always where I make breakthroughs. And I always am like, I spend more money there and more time and it's more intense and it's more like, ugh, again, out of my comfort zone, leave me alone. I want to sleep and drink wine and <laughs> ugh, don't, don't push me through that comfort zone. But I'm always like, yes, again, this was like one of the best investments uh, I ever did. I remember I did a very intense, super expensive retreat, I think like six years ago. I spent so much money there. I, I even told my daughter, we are not going to go on holiday this summer because I, mommy has to do this for herself. And I was like, that was the best investment I did for myself. And I never went back like, oh my God, I spent all that money still up till now. I, I'm like, if I wouldn't have done that first step for myself and go very deep into myself, I wouldn't be where, where I am now. So, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a pleasure working with clients who, who are not afraid to work on themselves. And also I did, you didn't really know where you were going to end up with me. Mm. And you had the balls to just step in and be like, I guess she can tap into one of the things maybe I need. And I think deep inside you felt I was going to make a change to what you were doing up till now, but you weren't quite right what it was. You thought it was nutrition but it wasn't the nutrition, you yeah. but it wasn't the core of what you, you needed to change in your life. So, I so let's, it. I'm very grateful for that as well. And uh, I want to make a small correction with me having the balls. Let's say like, I, because I felt, and you said about that, and it's more female, feminine thing. So I had the pussy to do that. <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe a better way. And balls is as nasty as saying pussy. Yeah. Um, maybe we are blocked now on Instagram. Whatever. The word pussy. Not the first time for me because of all the uh, talking about the Ukrainian war or uh, the Russian war in Ukraine. So yeah. um, I've been um, shadow, shadowed as well by Instagram and stuff like that. But, but yeah, anyway, let's change it. Let's change it to pussy power, PP, pussy power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I want to give an example, uh, be super transparent here about one of the exercises that you gave me towards the end. It was one of the last uh, sessions we had. And then I had to think about the events that made me feel less for me, yeah, worse about my body and then things that made me feel like events or moments that made me feel good about my body. And then I wrote that list or those two lists and I read them out to you. And I'm having goosebumps right now because uh, when you commented on the list that I had for the felt good and it meant about like feeling beautiful, right? Uh, write the moments when you feel beautiful. And I wrote things like getting a, a comment from my mom that I didn't know that you could do a push up or hiking black slopes while seven months pregnant and being active throughout the pregnancy. And whenever I swim and the first <laughs> downward for, first, uh, facing dog with heels on the ground, those were all performance. And you pointed it out to me. And I was like, oh my fucking God, yes. I feel beautiful when I feel strong or I can perform with my body. And I had to rewrite that list. So I crossed those out and I, I had to extend the list and think about like, when do I feel beautiful? When did I feel beautiful in my uh, in my life? And that was a huge moment for me when I realized that I don't have to be strong to feel good about myself. And I've been working with that in therapy in different um, formats uh, since then, because that's what your main message to me has been, that I need to learn to trust, to relax, to surrender. And I'm still on the very early phases of the journey, but... Geez, what a shift it is for me 
I realized that. And I, I think I've, I've been sharing it on my podcast at least a couple of times that my husband used to joke that if I need to get you into something, I just need to call it a challenge and you're, you're up for it. <laughs> and that's the thing. I've been like looking for a next challenge for myself for the last at least 20 years. And now I realize that I don't want to challenge myself anymore. I want to go with the flow. I want to make it easy for myself. And it doesn't mean that, again, I'll relax and just sit on the sofa. I'll give up on all, all my ambitions. But I want that to be in a different in different flow. And that realization came thanks to you and thanks like because you had the courage and the professionalism to hold that space for me, to explore that absolutely new avenue for me in my life. So thanks yes. for that, Lisa. You are very welcome. And you were the one who dared to push through it. And um, maybe I would like to say something here, uh, especially to, well, actually to anyone, but whether you male, female, or um, whatever gender name you would like to use. But I've always been working with goal setting. And of course, also in my program, I do set some, some goals. But recently, I also started telling myself that I don't need to goal everything. Of course, you need some kind of direction. Uh, you need to know a little bit where you're going. But I, I follow my spiritual guidance. I believe in God and um, I follow what, what the path for me is. And sometimes it's not what I thought was my goal. And people make vision boards in my program. But I also teach people to just throw it away if it doesn't work anymore. And that's mm -hmm. what I did. I think uh, two weeks ago, I like tore up my vision board and it was a beautiful thing. I'm not an artist, but it looked really, really beautiful. Mm. And I was like, you know, on a personal level, a lot of things have, have, have happened in my life, which, which weren't what I had on my, which were, let's say another dimension of what was on my vision board. And mm. I was like, I'm perfectly okay where I'm now. It's not exactly what was on the board, but I'm okay. And I trust that if I keep on going and if I keep on putting my energy into things that make me happy, that I enjoy, for example, not just posting for the posting on Instagram, mm -hmm. I stopped planning everything, automatic posts and having to do content. I'm like, I go live, just like you just said, if I know I can inspire someone, but I don't push myself anymore. I don't need to be this or I need, I don't need the numbers. I I don't always need to goal anymore. And that's something you also learned on a personal level that you don't always need to push yourself. You, you can push yourself in business, but I think even in business, sometimes we have to say it's okay. We, we, we often don't see our own accomplishments. And that's what we also do in our masterminds, which we have with our friend Komal. That's reminding each other of, hey, you're talking little about yourself. You are way more accomplished to do this or ask this prize or do this, this assignment for a company, for example, because we forget how big we already are and we are, how perfect we already are in the way we are now. And we forget about that. And that's what also gives extra stress. We are okay as it is. And sometimes we have to say, fuck you. I don't, I, I don't want to do that or I don't feel like it or I don't want to be pushed. Because we're already so exhausted in this society that I'm like, stop pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think you found like a little bit of peace in your over-accomplished world. I admire you for the changes you made over the last two years in business. It's amazing how you have in there also with your personal things and your family in Ukraine. It's wonderful how you evolved and how you let go of some stuff and also 
be an only girl and say like, I don't need to do that. Yeah, and I like right now I'm really trying to to have the role models for myself even in business of people who focus on having it easy not in a and and they don't hide they don't say like i've been lying on the couch and uh, and earning millions no they 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 were transparent about what it took in the beginning and and how they were determined but i want to write the story in my hand that you need to like push hard and work very hard to earn any kind of money because that re- that belief makes me look for those ways of working hard to earn any kind of money <laughs> And I, I don't, I do want to rewrite those stories, and that's what I'm working on in the on the business side now, also with the mindset, because it all boils down to that. And I think that's what you experience as well with most of your clients. It all boils down to allowing yourself <laughs> to enjoy yeah. life and to uh, to prioritize yourself. And I, this morning, actually, I was listening to Oprah, uh, one of her speeches for graduation uh, graduates, and uh, she was saying that that um, I, I'm paraphrasing, but basically. If you can only fill your, or you need to focus on your on filling your cup, and not it's not to pour from that cup. I really like that visual that you can only pour into others when you have filled your cup so much that it starts overflowing, and that way you're pouring to the others. Mm-hmm. So your whole goal is not to fill and pour out and then put it again and fill and pour out. It's more about keeping it full and overflowing all the time, and I and that. That was a very big insight for me this morning mm. that that shift of like filling my cup first, it's not about that and like, and then emptying it and then filling it again. It's really about keeping it full at all the moments and overflowing every time oh, as well. I love that. That's, that's a beautiful image and beautiful way of presenting it. And it's exactly what, what I also teach. I teach especially women that you have to fill up your battery, load your battery first and that you have to keep it loaded because we start giving before we have our full energies back and that's not okay because that's why why you get exhausted and why you can't reach your goals in the end we have to keep a full battery and there's nothing wrong with keeping that full battery just for ourselves Mm. and then indeed if you have solar panels and you have extra and you can't put it in your own battery anymore that's where you can give and that's where you can give best to business, to other people, to your clients, to your children, to your spouse. And you can never truly give if you don't first give to yourself. Mm. And that's that's a beautiful image. You, you, I hope a lot of people are listening here who, who start realizing that. And it's something we need to remind us of every day for yeah. self-care. That's why I do my morning routine. I start with what am I going to do today? Not what mm. do I have to do for you? No, what am I going to want to do today? And how do I feel? And no, I take care of myself first. And then I will attend to my daughter who has homework issues or this or that. So beautiful, beautiful message. I know we're already over time. I, I wanted to keep it to half an hour. And I'm, I'm thinking we can maybe give like two or three uber quick exercises that people can yeah. do throughout the days being the office mice like me, you and me. And uh, if you, dear viewers, are interested in getting more of these exercises, let us know and we'll do another live some other day and mm-hmm. do a particularly the training and maybe answering some of your questions if you have questions following up uh, the, yeah. the live now. So I'm just taking a chair to <laughs> be the model and you can explain what we're doing. Actually, okay, I've been exercising right. most of this live now. Okay. 
Okay, cool. And then um, I wasn't prepared for the workout, so I'm not dressed in workout clothes, but I also want to stress the fact that you don't need to be dressed like Anna if you, if you are going to do certain exercises. I have created a 12-minute routine, which takes some time to adapt to, to learn all the exercises. And that's what Anna has been doing with me because I believe that doing a 12-minute routine in the morning or on another time, if you're not a morning person, is more than enough to keep in shape. I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I don't want to be a top athlete, but I just want to stay in shape. I want to mm -hmm. look good within my body. So there are certain exercises you can do even when you sit down at your desk. And that's exactly what Anna is now doing. It's one of my best clients. So she stays like walking the talk. She has her elastic bands underneath her desk. So mm -hmm. if you don't like the side of your, um, of your uh, legs, of your bumps, um, mm. then you can, do, uh, you can take a resistant band. And just when you're doing an online meeting uh, and you're talking to someone, uh, you can sit down, you can put on the elastic bands and you can open, close, open, close, and keep that tension. So always mm -hmm. keep the tension. So you are really working the side of your legs. You will probably not feel it the first 20 reps, but you will if you keep on doing that for one minute, two minutes, three minutes. Uh, and it's something you can do with in, in pauses. You can do it for like two minutes until you feel like, oh my God, to go to that point where your muscles are really tired. Then you stop for a bit and then you do some other exercises. Mm. And that's what I've been doing most of the life now. I've been sitting with a resistant band. And good, with a, good girl. And, with and uh, when I'm tired, I usually do one of the other two exercises that you'll show. And that kind of gives this part the rest. And then I continue. So I just circle them. So what are the other great. exercises that we could do there? That's a great thing. And those are exercises I all uh, created while I did. I, I worked for six years in, in government on European projects. That's the only time I was employed uh, because before and after I was self-employed. And I started getting boring during meetings and I, I saw my body changing during the more sitting down than I was used to. And I was like, I'm going to use those meetings to do the meeting, but also work my own body. And that's where I created some exercises. And I also, I walk the talk because I'm sitting here on my sofa and underneath my sofa are all my weights. So I have several weights and those are things I do in front of the TV or when I'm talking to someone during a meeting, when I sit here, I can do some exercise. So second exercise, which is something we all want, that's the inside of our legs um, to uh, have that, that a little bit of a gap uh, and to be a little bit tighter. So um, put your palms together like this, put them together, put that in between your uh, knees. So where you feel the, the bone, uh, the bone of your knees, and then put your uh, knees in a 90 degree angle uh, with the ground. So your upper leg is a 90 degree angle with your under leg. So put your hands in between and then squeeze as hard as you can. Squeeze as hard as you can until it, you start trembling, until you really feel the muscles moving. And those are things I have to remind myself of, but it really works. If you want to work the inside of your legs and you do only this exercise a couple of times a day, I can assure you, you will see and feel the difference. Mm -hmm. And it's something that is invisible because I'm doing it right now. If I do it for very long, um, my face will probably go a little bit red, but uh, that's perfectly fine. I, it gives me a healthy blush. You don't eat blusher. Um, so keep on squeezing for as long as you can. Or what you can also do is release, squeeze, release, squeeze. But always go squeeze as hard as you can. Just pretend that there is a walnut in between your um, legs and you need to crack the walnuts, which is not an easy thing to do. So you will have to use some force. 
and you will feel it. You will probably now feel it because you've been doing it all the time. I yes. also feel it. Yes, I'm so tired already. Really <laughs> yeah, you feel the muscles, but also because you um, are contracting the muscles and you create muscle tension, you will also create release of tension after that mm. because focusing on the inside of your leg will also release pressure in your pelvic area and also in your lower back and mm. i have a lower back her herniated disc which is really painful but i can live without painkillers for like 99 of of my time because i do my desk exercises and because i do my 12 minute routine because it all focuses on very small movements which relieve lower back pain and tension in, in the shoulders also. So um, another exercise you can do to release tension, but to also uh, get more firm buttocks and also lower uh, back pain problems. Yeah, you can sit like that. Perfect. And then what you're going to do, you can put, uh, I usually put my hands on my knees. Okay. And then I um, I tilt my, uh, my pelvic. So I tilt my pelvic bone a little bit forward. I arch my back. Yes, you can go a little bit deeper, yeah. And then I squeeze my buttocks as hard as I can. And then I lean a little bit back, lean a little bit back. Yes. And you are now clenching your buttocks, but you are also stretching your lower back. So you are rele releasing tension and you are working your buttocks. And then you go up again. And it's something that really relaxes your lower back, but it also helps uh, to prevent and, and, and reduce lower back pain because you work your buttocks and your buttocks are very important. You have to keep them firm, not for bikini uh, season, but for uh, uh, release and for preventing uh, lower back pain. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good exercise to do there. Just squeeze your buttocks. And maybe then the last one is like when you, when you have a meeting, you squeeze uh, alternately, uh, alternately squeeze your right buttock and your left buttock. It's like you're moving, is releasing tension in your pelvic section, in your lower back, and you are squeezing buttock right, left, right, left, right, left. And I can assure you, if you do that for 30 seconds, one minute, you will feel the burn. Yep. And you will also release back pain and your pelvic section will be re uh, relaxed which is very important because if you sit down for way too long, it's not a good thing for your overall health. So it also gets blood flowing during a meeting. And I know it's sometimes looks silly, but I'm like, I'd rather look silly than uh, become like Thanks. the <laughs> most unhealthy version of myself. And my body looks, still looks good at 45. And I'm like, I only do like super simple exercises. So those are a couple of the things in my program, those are desk exercises. I also have things I do in line. My daughter always jokes about it. When I'm at the counter in the supermarket, I do exercises. Other people are like, oh, take so long. I have to wait. And I'm like, yeah, two minutes of extra exercise. And I have done all of my exercises for the side of my legs, for my arms, for all, all these areas for my stomach. I do them when waiting in line. And then the 12-minute routine is, of course, a thing you do um, on, uh, in the morning uh, on your mats, on the floor. And that's something I would love if someone here is watching and you want to see me doing a workout routine, my 12-minute workout routine together with Anna. If you want to see her sweat, <laughs> just, uh, just... And swear sometimes. <laughs> 
<laughs> just let us know. Let us know. Uh, I'd be happy to to put on my my gym clothes and go live uh, together uh, with Anna and show my twelve minute routine, which she has been working on with me. And then please don't be afraid. You don't need to do everything in the beginning. Anna is already very advanced, but I work with clients who who haven't done any exercise for for their lives. And I work with 50 plus women and even 60 plus women who have to start at the beginning. So, um, but I'm open to sharing it. If I, if we can uh, encourage some people to do exercises, uh, I would love to go live with you, Anna. And yeah, I would that. love to as well. I think it will be fun. So let us know in the comments, uh, ladies and gents, whether you, you would appreciate that and you find it valuable because I have leads <laughs> anyway. So uh, for me, I don't need to open it and go live. But if you want to join us, then please let us know and we'll schedule a live for specifically that. Thank you everyone for joining. I saw that Lise, uh, Linda was uh, commenting. Thank you, Anna and Lise. And before that, she was commenting something in Dutch. So she said, but like, um, she loved the talk. She loves, uh, she loves uh, how beautiful this talk is. And mm. someone else said, morning, mooie vrouwen is beautiful women. Uh, mm. and there's a lot of my followers here and, yeah. and readers of my books. So uh, thank you, so, everyone, for joining. Thank you so much for joining, everyone. And please let us know what your takeaways from here, what you want for maybe where you want to be a bit tighter on yourself or loser, like I needed, and what at least helped me realize yeah give us your takeaways share those with us and uh, and your uh, audience you never know whom you can inspire as well and wherever you are in your on your journey you can be the role model of, of for someone else who who is maybe somewhere further behind you so uh, share what you have taken uh, from today's conversation uh, with us and with the others so that we can keep inspiring each other and growing together cool and Please, thank you so much for this time. I always enjoy talking to you and working <laughs> with you in all different aspects of my life. So, uh, yeah, let's keep in touch. Okay, we will. Yeah. And we see each other uh, on Monday. And I wish you a very, very good weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you so okay. much. Okay, thank you for inviting me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. For more conversations about living and leading from your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything 